Hello, welcome to The Golfing Mind. This is podcast number six, and today's talk is based on self-talk, appropriately enough. One of the things I find with my uh, clients, professional and amateur, is that they often beat themselves up if they hit a poor shot or if things don't go their way. They have an inner dialogue which is anything but positive. And it's important to recognize that you know, what we say to ourselves is critically important in how we feel and consequently how we behave and how we respond. Now, when I say this to people, they think it's a bit, woo, new age, or it's a little bit, you know, fancy. And it, it really isn't. It couldn't be simpler. What I'm trying to get people to understand is how you feel about yourself is a very important. I believe the most important relationship we ever have in our lives is with ourselves. You're going to spend more time with yourself than anyone else on this planet. So it'd be pretty handy if we get along with ourselves and we at least like the person we are and the way we conduct ourselves. And when people occasionally say to me, well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. It does sound a little bit like happy, clappy, personal development, mumble jumble. I reflect on this to them. The most confident people in the world, statistically speaking, are four-year-old children. Statistically, four-year-old children have higher levels of self-confidence than they will have at any other time in their lives on average. If 96% of four-year-olds have high self-esteem, it can only make us sad when we reflect that less than 2% of 18-year-olds have high self-esteem and levels of confidence. You see, until the age of four, all the talk that a four-year-old gets from mum and dad, aunts and uncles, and maybe brothers and sisters, is fairly positive. It's how clever you are, how smart you are, how pretty you are, how good you are. You dress yourself, they go, oh, look how clever you are. You feed yourself with a spoon for the first time, who's a clever boy? You go to school for the first day in your life, you bring home a bit of art that looks like some abstract by Jackson Pollock, and your mother goes, that's brilliant, you're so good at art, and they stick it on the wall. So all we've received for the first four years of life, if we were fortunate enough to be born into a good family and a good society that took care of us and nurtured us, is we will be confident, we will have great self-esteem. Yet we go to school, we get exposed to the world when people say, you're not that smart, you're pretty dumb, you're ugly, you're overweight, you're no good at golf, you can't, you can't sing. And suddenly that super confident four-year-old is losing week by week, month by month, bit by bit, that armor of confidence that they took into the world when they first went to school. When we go on the golf course, if you were to take a child to play golf and they hit a bad shot and they got upset, you would comfort them. You would. You wouldn't say to a six-year-old child who hit a bad shot, you idiot, what are you playing at? Ah, oh, God, I can't believe you just did that. You wouldn't do that. And yet you do it yourself. And my advice is when you hit a bad shot, talk to yourself the way you would talk to a child or a person you love who you appreciate is suffering. You know, when I hit a bad shot, I kind of say, ah, oh, Robin, ah. Oh. And then I remind myself, it's a game. I love to play golf and I like to win. And anyone who says, eh, I don't mind if I win or lose, I'm not sure I totally believe them. Trust me, lunch or drinks always is a little bit better when you've won. But the reality is you're gonna hit bad shots under pressure. You just are. 
You want to minimize those, and that's what I work towards doing with myself and the people I work with. But I also recognize that if I hit a bad shot, don't identify with the shot. Don't say you're a bad player, you fool, you idiot. I knew I was going to do that. That's a favorite of mine. What I tend to say to myself is, what happened there? And that's what I always try and do. And I advise to my clients too. When there's a bad outcome, don't beat yourself up for being the architect of that. Rather, become a detective and say, well, what happened there? Look at the divot. Look at the club. Look at where your feet were. Stand back. Check. Think. And if possible, don't blame yourself. Accept that it happened. And as I've said before in anger management, you move on. But when you talk to yourself, I would talk to yourself encouragingly, compassionately, lovingly, or sensitively. So if you get a tough shot, you say, okay, this is interesting. Make a couple of good practice swings and play your shot. If it works out well, reinforce that feeling. If it comes out badly, go, nah, geez, what did I do there? Try and think and analyze it. And if you ever hit a bad shot, one other thought I'd like to give you is if you're in the middle of the fairway with a six arm and you shank it or you pull it left into the lake or you put it into a ditch, do not take another swing at that spot. I'll come on to that in another podcast and the logic behind it is perfectly clear and even players like uh, Harry Varden uh, were referring to this many, many years ago. But when we play golf, and as indeed in all things in life, if you're going to talk to yourself, talk to yourself positively with kindness and compassion. When you hit a bad shot, don't beat yourself up. Okay? That's a lesson for today. So until we speak again soon, I look forward to welcoming you in the next podcast, which will be coming up uh, next week. And in the meantime, I wish you all the very best with your golf. And um, when you talk to yourself, you know what to say. All the best. Mm -hmm.